my name is Felicia Goins and I am super excited to welcome you back to WordCast. Now this episode will probably be longer than the usual length just because of the subject matter and I didn't want to shortchange you and not include everything that the Holy Spirit gave me to include. So I need you to stay tuned. Let's dive in. I know that some of you may be familiar with those personality tests that will tell you whether you're red, blue, green, or yellow, a pilot, co-pilot, driver, or anything in between. Okay, wonderful if those things have been helpful to you. But what I'm about to share with you on WordCast is the greatest and highest level of understanding people because it is the biblical understanding of types of people. And it boils down to five types of people. What I'm about to talk about it's not science, it's not psychology, it's kingdom. Now, five types of people according to the Bible. Person type number one is an unbeliever. This is a person who does not believe in Christ. They may be agnostic, they may call themselves an atheist, they may even be a part of a particular religion. But remember, we're breaking down types of people according to the Bible. And according to the Bible, an unbeliever, even if they're a person of a particular religion or uh, they worship or idolize something, an unbeliever is a person who has not been spiritually reborn in Christ. They're not born again. They're not children of God. See, God is everybody's creator, but he's not everybody's father, according to the word. Let's look at Romans chapter eight, verse number nine. It says, but if anyone does not possess the Holy Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. He does not belong to Christ, is not truly a child of God. Now, I'm giving you just a high level understanding of the five types of people according to the Bible, but we are going to do a deep dive into each one of these. So person type number one is the unbeliever. Person type number two, this is the new believer. This is any person who just received salvation or you just made Jesus your Lord and you haven't been saved that long. This is what the Bible calls babes in Christ. Babies are so adorable and cute, but for whatever reason, babies in the body of Christ are not always treated the way that we treat those cute, adorable human babies. And we'll talk about why that is. But first, I want to point out something concerning new believers. New believers can come in excited as well as extreme sometimes. So depending on the background that a person comes from, when they are a new believer in Christ, they get born again, their spirit is made new by the Lord. They can be very excited, but also very extreme. So extreme that their family is like, what is wrong with you? Like you are a completely different person. Well, technically that is true. They are a new person, but typically the new believer will calm down as they learn more things about God and they'll get more grounded in their understanding. And so they won't be so extreme that they feel like, you know, they start judging other people because now they've got this new faith and they're recognizing all the wrong stuff from their past. All of that stuff, again, I'm generalizing this. This is not everybody's uh, experience or story, but this is a general overview, but it's going to all fit together. So there are some things that a new believer won't be ready for until they mature. Now let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse number 1. This is the ESV. The Apostle Paul writes, he says, Brothers, I could not address you as spiritual people, but as people of the flesh, as infants in Christ. 
See, new believers aren't bad people. They're just immature a lot of times because they don't know any better. They're coming from multiple different types of backgrounds. You know, they may be new to the Bible. They may, may be new to going to church. And a lot of times just the excitement of being born again causes people to act in a particular way. We're going to do a deep dive on new believers here soon awesome amazing people there's a lot of helpful information that can really help you if you're a new believer uh flourish in your relationship with god so person type number one is the unbeliever person type number two is the new believer person type number three is the carnal christian the carnal christian is a person who has been born again in their spirit for quite some time they have been saved for a while they may be a person who they go to church all the time they never miss a church service or they may not go to church at all but they have been saved for a while and a carnal christian is somebody who has been saved for a while but has not invested a significant amount of time in renewing their mind according to the word of god now, please don't misunderstand. A carnal Christian is not a bad person. They're born again. They have the new nature on the inside. They just have not invested a significant amount of time studying the word of God. Reading the Bible is not a habit that they've nurtured in their life. And some of them don't even see the page of a Bible or a scripture until they go to church and they put it up on a screen. Again, carnal Christians are not bad people. They are born again, but they have not renewed their mind according to the word. All right, so I'm going to pick up with my notes from my study time with the Lord to give you a better understanding of the carnal Christian. Carnal Christians are heavily moved a lot of times by their feelings. Listen to this part that the Lord gave me. So much so that they will follow their feelings into some of the same sins or bad situations over and over again, even though they really want to do what's right for them as a child of God. But many times he said they feel like they can't. So they're struggling with certain things that they don't know how to get free from yet. And the Lord was making it very clear to me when we were talking about carnal Christians that there are a lot of things in carnal Christians life that they are not free from yet. So it's not a permanent problem, a permanent issue, a permanent situation. It's something that they have not overcome yet. And if you don't understand all five of these people types that we're going over according to the word of God, you could come across a carnal Christian and assume that because of certain things that you see in them or their life, that they must not be saved and they're just pretending. But what you don't know, this is what God gave me. They are not happy with what they're doing. They want to stop and live according to the word. And they may have made some significant progress since being born again. But because they have not invested enough time renewing their mind in certain areas, they may still reflect a lot of the world's ways and the world's doings. For example, a carnal Christian may discover uh, prophecy and, and start cultivating that gift in their life. One day they're prophesying, the next day they're gossiping, causing strife and division. And now you got a church splitting because of something they said or that they've done. Again, this is not a bad person. This is somebody that after they became a new believer, they did not spend consistent time renewing their mind. And so their character is suffering from that in addition to their mindset and the things that they're doing. Now we're going to talk about how to overcome being carnal if we discover that we are a carnal Christian and be able to enjoy our life with God a lot more. And we'll also talk about 
how to handle relationships with a carnal Christian in your life, in your friendship, at church, or even in the workplace. Carnal Christians are not people that we are to throw away every time they do or say something wrong or contrary to the Bible. No, we don't throw them away because a lot of times they are sincere in their heart. They're just messed up in their head about some things because they haven't been spending consistent quality time in the Word. Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 2 through 3. I'm going to flip over there. Three. Listen to what the Apostle Paul said. I have fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherto you were not able to bear it. Neither yet now are you able, for you are yet carnal. For whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, are you not carnal and walking as men? He's saying, listen, look at what's going on in your life. Are you not walking like people who have no spiritual life, a person who's just a, a mere human, a mere man or a mere woman? No, you've been born again in your spirit. When you're not living from your spirit or you don't know how to live from your spirit after being born again, carnality is the default. Now, before we get into the last two people types, I just want to say how important it is that we understand this with a sober mind. Understanding these five types of people is going to help us communicate better, have healthier and better relationships, not be judgmental or critical, but really be able to help people from the level where they are to the level where God wants them to be without being argumentative, judgmental or unkind. All right, so person type number one is the unbeliever. Person type number two is the new believer. Person type number three is the carnal Christian. Person type number four, drum roll, please. Y'all, person type number four is the spiritually mature. Y'all, these are people who are born again. The spiritually mature have renewed their minds according to the word of God, and they're still renewing their mind. Spiritually mature people are usually at rest with who they are in Christ because they've invested time in the word to find out and for their mind to be renewed according to that identity. Spiritually mature people allow God and his word to be the first and final authority in every aspect of their life. The spiritually mature are people who believe what God says about them, regardless of how they may feel in a moment. The spiritually mature are born again in Christ. They are full of the Holy Spirit. They're led by the Holy Spirit consistently instead of their flesh. Notice that I said consistently and not perfectly. See, just because a person is spiritually mature, it doesn't mean that they don't have room for growth. No, the spiritually mature are constantly growing and being sharpened, even through correction. That's one area where you can look and see if you've matured to a certain level. It's how do you respond to correction? The spiritually mature can be more useful than an unbeliever, a new believer, or a carnal Christian. The spiritually mature can be useful in the church and in the marketplace in multiple different ways simultaneously because they're more developed in their character and the renewing of their mind. The spiritually mature bear the fruits of the spirit and the gifts of the spirit. But the Lord pointed out two key things to me in the life of a spiritually mature person. Usually these two things are evident. They are love and power. 
The spiritually mature make love a priority. And when they miss it, they are quick to repent. And if other people miss it with them in their life, they are quick to forgive. They are intentional about how they treat others and they prioritize walking in love with people regardless of if they're an unbeliever, a new believer, a carnal Christian, or another spiritually mature person. According to the Bible, the spiritually mature person speaks the truth in love, lives a life of grace and not condemnation, and walks after the spirit and not after the flesh. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 4 verses 14 through 15 and Romans chapter 8 verse number 1. So Ephesians chapter 4 verse 14 through 15. I really like verse number 14 because it really helps us understand a part of the benefit of renewing our mind. We won't be swayed left and right by all these different doctrines and this religion, that religion. Well, is this the secret book of the Bible? Should I be reading that? Should I? All of that stuff will subside when you truly renew your mind according to the word of God. Verse number 14. It says, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. Now let's flip over to Romans chapter eight, verse number one. It says, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. So we can see a spiritually mature person, they are not being led by their feelings. Their five senses aren't dictating their life. They're being led by the Holy Spirit. Their life is dictated by the word. Now there may be somebody tuning in and you're like, well, I'm half of this one and I think I'm half of that one. No, don't trivialize this so deep. We are giving a high level overview. When I dissect each one of these with you individually, you'll have a more clear understanding of where you may stand as far as the type of people that the Bible talks about. But again, this is not a, oh, I'm half this, I'm half that. No, there's an overall umbrella of where we kind of fit into. And not to say that we are not able to move from type to type, but again, we're just doing a high level overview so we can get a quick understanding of these things before diving into them more deeply. I need to switch gears here for a moment as I reveal the fifth and final person type. But first, I want to say this. If you are a content creator for the Lord, an entrepreneur, you work in corporate, in the ministry or somewhere else, however you serve people, whether it's through speaking, writing, working, doing Bible studies, uh, you're over a particular volunteer group or ministry at your church, whatever it is that you do. This content will help you understand your audience, the people on your team, or the people that you employ better. And once we get to the episodes following this one, where we begin to examine each one of these people types more in depth, the messages will help you be more compassionate towards others because you'll be able to understand where they might be spiritually and you can serve and help them accordingly. All right. The fifth and final person type. Y'all, this one is dangerous and I'm not playing any games when I say that. The fifth and final person type is the false believer. This is the person who thinks that they are saved, but they are not. They think that they are a child of God, but they are fooling themselves. And the reason why this is one of the most dangerous people types is because they're not looking for the truth of Christ because they think they already have it, but they don't. 
New believers, carnal Christians, and people who don't understand these five types of people will bypass and overlook the false believer when it comes to sharing Christ with them because the false believer oftentimes looks and sounds like what we think a Christian is supposed to look and sound like. These are the wolves in sheep's clothing that get planted in certain churches or communities or businesses or families. Some people had a good start in the beginning until a wolf came into their life in sheep's clothing, quoting scripture and carrying a Bible.